You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. And don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you. We got a stacked episode today. In the first segment, we're going to start off with some news and notes that you need to know. Michael Thomas getting cryptic on social media. What happens next? We have no idea. Then we're going to talk a little bit about Will Lutz expected to miss the beginning of the 2021 season with New Orleans Saints already making a signing to get through the beginning of the year at kicker. And could CJ Henderson be a target for the New Orleans Saints in the trade market? Looks like there could be a reality there. Then all that happens before we're joined by Todd Graffinini to talk about Monday's camp, an impressive day for Jameis Winston. Now, can he distance himself? All of that and much more on today's episode. And as always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, co-managing editor over at CanalStreetChronicles.com, and your Tuesday co-host over in the National Locked On NFL podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. All right, y'all, let's get right to it. Michael Thomas will kick off the episode today. New Orleans Saints fans waking up to some uh, not-so-great news yet again here this offseason. The ongoing saga with Michael Thomas continues. He finally breaks his silence around the situation, posting on Twitter a graphic that reads, they tried to damage your reputation. You saved theirs by not telling your side of the story. So this situation, y'all, just keeps getting what looks to be uglier and uglier. Now, it's hard to believe that this post is not connected to the New Orleans Saints and the situation around the offseason surgery. But I guess we should acknowledge that it's possible that it's not, but it seems highly unlikely that it isn't at this point. So this situation just continues to go forward. And, and I'm going to tell you this now because I don't know who's I'm not going to take a side because I don't know what side we don't know enough information. We know that what's been reported around the New Orleans Saints is that Michael Thomas did not follow through on offseason rehab and being in contact with the team and then showed up to OTAs and minicamp not well. And so the Saints then had to have him get the surgery that they had recommended earlier in the offseason, but he sought a second opinion, yada, yada. But now we're hearing that there might be some other half of the story from Michael Thomas. I can't imagine what that story is, but we'll see. I mean, he's been on Twitter liking a bunch of tweets that are alleging that the Saints made him play through his injuries over the course of the 2020 season, but that doesn't really address the answer or address the question about why this, the off-season surgery didn't happen earlier. So look, I'm not here to give an opinion on this. I'm here to let you know what's going on and tell you what's most recent, and this is what's most recent. Michael Thomas, the New Orleans Saints, optically not looking very happy with one another, as the more that this happens, the more likely this situation could become that the New Orleans Saints and Michael Thomas go different ways. In order to do that right now, because he's on contract through 2024, would be via a trade. And the Saints have traded players that have started off the season on the physically unable to perform list before. Remember, they did it last year with Kiko Alonso. Obviously, though, this is a very different situation when it comes to temperature and the optics around it. So we'll continue to keep you up to date with it. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, though, things not getting easier. Things not getting easier for Saints fans on Monday morning. Also learning that Will Lutz is going to miss the beginning of the 2021 season or is expected to. Let me say it that way. He got core surgery on an injury that he says 
progressively got worse. He met with team doctors and the medical staff and decided that surgery would be the best way to go and to get it done now as opposed to waiting and then potentially extending his unavailability throughout the season. So the timeline is expected to be at worst 12 weeks. That would be starting basically now, which would make him, if it was that full 12 weeks, available after the Halloween game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, at home and make him available basically for the home game against the uh, Atlanta Falcons uh, ahead of the week nine portion of the season. The New Orleans Saints, though, wasting no time to make sure that they have a kicker in the building to get started for the 2021 season, bringing in Brett, I believe it's pronounced Mayer, M-A-H-E-R. I'll double check on it. but. Brett Mayer, who's going to be coming in. He's 31 years old, and according to Mike Triplett, he recently became the first NFL kicker in history to kick three different 60-yard field goals over the course of his career, or 60-plus yards. He had a 62-yarder in 2018, 63 and 62-yarders in 2019, though he only went 20 of 30 in 2019, also went 29 of 36 in 2018. So hopefully he can bring those percentages back up so that he can more adequately fill in for a guy that was on pace or has been on pace throughout the course of his career so far to be the best kicker in New Orleans Saints history in terms of an accuracy perspective. And finally, one more big note before we get to Todd Graffinini and our updates when it comes to Monday's practice and a big day for Jameis Winston. According to Jeff Duncan at Jeff Duncan underscore on Twitter, the New Orleans Saints are exploring available options in the trade market for a cornerback. So this is in line with what we've talked about, stockpiling the cash, stockpiling the draft capital, not going out there and making a big splash in free agency when it comes to the cornerback position, being willing to trade up in the NFL draft, but not being willing to give up three first round picks to do it. We've been saying from the very beginning that the New Orleans Saints may be interested in the trade market. That certainly seems to be the case. And it sounds like, according to Jeff Duncan, this includes CJ Henderson of the Jaguars. Stay tuned, Jeff Duncan says. So we will, and we'll continue to keep you up to date on all of that here with Locked on Saints. But C.J. Henderson could be a very interesting uh, addition to the Saints uh, secondary. The Saints are still looking for that cornerback, as we expected. C.J. Henderson, interestingly enough, on the market just one year after being drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars in the top 10 of that draft, ninth overall. There have been some hints around some character concerns and things like that, but we've seen what happens when those character concerns show up in New Orleans in the past. Look at a guy like C.J. Gardner-Johnson and the character concerns, quote-unquote, that he was faced with throughout his draft process that caused him to drop to uh, the outside the top 100 and into the lap of the New Orleans Saints. He, of course, is a former teammate of C.J. Henderson at Florida, but I do think that New Orleans could be a great landing spot for him. Jacksonville Jaguars last year in the top 10 of defenses that ran man coverage. He's a man cover corner. They're shifting to more of a zone defense, and they really kind of rebuilt that entire secondary this past offseason. The New Orleans Saints, though, 47% of the time in man coverage last year, number one in the NFL. Could be a marriage made in heaven if the Saints are able to land him and if they're able to give him the scheme that fits him and could potentially provide him with the culture that fits him as well. We'll continue to keep you up to date on that and watch closely as we continue on with our episodes Monday through Friday here on Locked on Saints. Coming up next, Todd Graffinini, your radio voice of the New Orleans Pelicans and a contributor for New Orleans Saints Digital Media is coming through to talk to us about a big day for Jameis Winston in Monday's camp. Can he continue to create separation and what to watch for over on the defensive side as well? All that's coming up as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. And before we get to Graff, I want to let you know about our good friends over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest place to place all of your sports bets and get in 
on all of that sports action. You know your teams. You love your teams. Are you tired of just betting with your friends and getting it right for nothing but bragging rights? No, no. Go ahead and get in on some real action over at betonline.ag. You can go and check out the NFL, NBA, MLB, but you can also get involved in a bunch of other stuff. I made some good money off of the Olympics with medal count totals as well as gold medal counts. So I was able to really take both of those home. And of course, you can also take a look at esports, reality TV, game shows, a whole bunch that's up on there, even award ceremonies if you want to get in on that action as well. So go and check them out over at betonline.ag. And when you sign up for your free account and when you put down your very first deposit, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word, so you can get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. That's promo code LOCKEDON over at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, rolling right along with today's episode of Locked on Saints, joined by the voice of the radio voice of the Pelicans and digital contributor over with the New Orleans Saints, Todd Graffinini at NT Graff on Twitter. Graff, we were talking a bit before the break about sort of the highlights and what uh, Monday's practice felt like. Now let's focus in on the offense. The big story in the offense, of course, are the quarterbacks. Let's start there. Which quarterback stood out for you today? It was Jameis Winston. It, it really was. He was decisive with his throws. He was on point. I think he uh, of of all the drills, um, red zone wise, and it was it was very red zone heavy today, both seven mm-hmm. on seven and in team. I think he had one poor decision. Uh, other than that, he was he was very good. Um, no interceptions, though one could have been intercepted. But uh, the the last uh, the very last team period red zone. Three consecutive touchdowns on plays. You had Alvin Kamara with a with a draw play for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You had a very good pass to Jawan Johnson in the end zone for a touchdown. And then a little back shoulder job to our old friend Marquez Callaway. Oh, who he's still doing up. it. He, you know, Taysom Hill and 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 Callaway have had the back shoulder down, but this time it uh it was Winston to Callaway just inside the left pylon right inside the goal line. So that's something we had not seen the entire camp, three right. consecutive touchdowns uh, on on three plays. So again, Winston established himself, not that Taysom Hill played poorly, Winston just played a little bit better. And I think that's really been the theme of this training camp. You can't say that the quarterbacks have been bad. Mm-hmm. They just haven't separated themselves on each day. And here's the theme. Okay, Winston, after today, you would say has a little bit of a leg up. But Mm -hmm. we've said that before. He has not been able to put solid back-to-back practices together. And you could also say the same thing for Taysom Hill. So there's an opening for Winston tomorrow. Don't know if we're inside or outside yet. We'll see when when we get out there. But Winston's got a little bit of an advantage right now. Can he have two straight practices where he's going to establish himself. That has been the big question through the first 10 practices. No quarterback has had really good consecutive days. Mm. Winston's got an opportunity tomorrow. Can he take advantage? Yeah, certainly want to see one of these guys start to distance themselves. Maybe it'll take the preseason games, but ideally you start to see it in a situation and like training camp. I, I gotta give it I gotta give a little shout to Ian Book too. I was well I was about to ask. <laughs> I, I've gotta do it. I've gotta do it. Uh, I actually do a, a column on New Orleans Saints.com every day. It's graphs three takeaways. 
And one of my takeaways today was uh, Ian Book. Now, he did throw an interception in seven-on-seven. That happens. He's a rookie. He's still learning the job. But Sean Payton made a point after practice to to mention that uh, Book has made plays every day. And I tell you, he's doing it with his with his feet too, as I called it in my column. He's doing it both by air and by land. He uh, <laughs> he actually ran for three touchdowns in wow. in the in the uh, team drill on Saturday in the mm-hmm. in the very very warm day. But he threw two dimes today uh, for touchdowns in that red zone drill. He threw to the rookie Kawan Baker a, a deep slant in the back of the end zone, and Jawan Johnson with another very good play there. Mm-hmm. So. He had back-to-back touchdowns as well. Uh, Book's accuracy is is going to be the thing that sets him apart. And you know, if he continues to do uh, to play like he did today, he is definitely going to. I would think at least get some time mm-hmm. in these three preseason games where it's really going to count. And we still don't know. And uh, Sean Payton mentioned after practice today they're probably going to meet on Wednesday and find out how they're going to divvy all the reps at the quarterback position uh, for these preseason, or at least for the Baltimore game. Yeah. Because with only three, that's, you know, the fourth preseason game is usually a throwaway. They don't have that luxury this year. They got to figure a lot of things out in three football games. So very curious to see who is going to play when they're going to play starting on Saturday night. Yeah. Can, can I ask for your opinion on that in terms of what you would do if you were making that call about who gets the first uh, early reps in I this mean, first preseason this is, game? Look, this is just my personal opinion. Yeah. I have yeah. no clue, but I, I really think Taysom Hill is going to. When, when the Saints offense lines up under center in the first quarter against Baltimore, I think that Taysom Hill is going to get the first snaps. Again, that's, yeah. just, that's just me. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I agree. He, I agree with you. How long he's going to play? Again, I'm not coaching the team, right? But he's playing a quarter and a half minimum. I mean, minimum. Yeah. At least with the front line, O line. Um, now, again, we'll see how much Teron Armstead plays, how much mm-hmm. Ryan Ramchick plays. You know, those guys. They don't have to play a whole lot. Um, but then again, you you want your best guys going up against the Ravens defense, who I'm sure they're going to play their ones a bunch too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you know, these quarterbacks, Hill and Winston, to me, they need to play a bunch yeah. in the preseason, you know, not risking any type of thing, but they just need the reps. They need yeah. the live reps. So what you would say, how long is Hiller? Again, I don't know how long mm-hmm. Hiller Winston's going to play that first quarter, first quarter and a half. On Saturday, I would think the next week it would be flip-flopped. Exactly. And whoever doesn't start Saturday would start against who, who they play the week. I, I can't remember. Would be Jacksonville? The Jacksonville, Jacksonville yeah. They would play that in the Dome against Jacksonville. But again, yeah. that that's just me. Yeah. Just I got to tell you, I, I agree that I think Taysom gets the first snaps. He's just, I mean, he technically has the team seniority. Right. And that's the type of loyalty that this organization has shown before. They gave him first team reps in practice. Ultimately, it doesn't really mean anything in terms of which one gets the first first team reps, because as you mentioned, the next week it'll be flipped. But I think you see that respect given to Taysom as the technical, uh, as technically being the elder of the two in terms of who has been along within the franchise the longest. So that's kind of the way that I look at it. But maybe I'm putting too much, uh, too much value into that. That's uh, what we do, man. It's <laughs> 
That's right. That's right. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Uh, all right. Let's talk real quick as we wrap up the offense here. We talked about the quarterback, some of the guys that they were throwing to. Anyone else stand out to you on Monday? Uh, uh, I mean, Callaway made the play, but look, uh, Jawan Johnson, the tight yeah. end. A um, couple of touchdown catches. You know, uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson has deemed him baby Megatron. Yes. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see. Or as uh, my partner, John DeShazer, likes to call him baby Meg. <laughs> uh, so we'll see what happens. Look, he's a physical specimen. I mean, he yeah. is a definite red zone target. And you know the Saints love to to target the tight end in the red zone. He'd he'd be a big he'd be a big asset if he could figure things out. He did have a drop during team drills today, but he did have a couple of touchdown catches. He definitely had his best day at camp. So yeah. um I would say, yeah, he, he probably had the, the second best day. Uh as I mentioned, Kawan Baker had a touchdown catch. Um and yeah, that's, that's probably about it. But again, it was a solid day. Nothing, nothing really earth shattering. And I, like I said, man, it, it was, both sides were going at it. I mean, Kamara, mm-hmm. Kamara had a pretty good day now that I think about it, but you know, that's, that's just running. He's going yeah. to have a good day every day, <laughs> but listening to Kamara and Demario Davis go at it. Oh man. That's, that's, oh. that's good stuff. I mean, just, Absolutely. you know, good natured, just John and going at it. I mean, look, you, you got to, as a Saints fan, knowing you got Demario Davis as your defensive captain, you you probably argue that Kamara is your leader now yeah. on the offensive side. That you're in pretty good hands there, because I mean, it, that that's that's who you want, and those guys are not going to be outworked by anybody. And to hear him going at it in practice, that was uh, that was cool. That's one of the that's one of the neat things about being on the sideline uh, as a you know quote unquote media type getting getting to watch practice every day uh you don't get to see that especially during the regular season because right when these guys are in regular season mode you watch them stretch and that's it you you don't yeah. watch what's going on training camp is is much more special because you get to watch an entire practice absolutely absolutely all right we're going to keep it rolling along here we're going to talk about defense coming up next we talked a bit about the guys that sit out on the offense what about the guys that were trying to stop them we've got that coming up next as we continue on and wrapping up today's episode of locked on saints now before we get to the defensive side i want to talk about being a defensive driver and taking care of your vehicle one of the best ways to do that is making sure that you're getting all your parts pieces and accessories whatever it is that you want or need for your vehicle over with our friends over at rock auto Dot com. Don't go and waste your money at the chain stores. Pay a fraction of the price at Rock Auto. And I'm not talking about cheap parts. I'm talking about the same parts you get at those brick and mortar stores at cheaper prices. There's a big difference right there. So you get all the quality, but save a little bit in the bank account and make sure that you're taking care of your vehicle and extending its longevity, which in turn also saves a little bit when it comes to your bank account. You know what I'm saying. So go and check them out over at rockauto.com. Whatever part, piece, or accessory you need, whatever make or model you've got, they'll get you all taken care of. And when you check out, don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you by writing Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section at checkout. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, Graf, we're wrapping it up for everybody here on an episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks again so much for being here with us, man. And I want to talk a little defense up next. You mentioned Demario Davis, Alvin Kamara, those guys kind of going at it. Uh, Demario Davis is leading a unit that has some holes to fill all around it. But so far, we've seen some positive things in the defense. How did they look on Monday? 
Not not bad. Again, made some plays mm-hmm. in the red zone uh, again. But when you got to the end of practice, that's when the offense really started to get comfortable. But Marcus Davenport, Ross, uh, uh, look, he's just – I don't know because, look, he's just really – he is laying waste <laughs> to James Hurst, uh-huh. Ethan Greenidge. Yeah. I saw him really come after uh, Kyle, uh, number seven, big number Kyle 79 Murphy. out there, Kyle yes. Murphy. Yeah. You know, he, now look, I, I will say this, and I watched those one on one drills the other day. He went up against Teron Armstead twice. One was a 50 50, mm-hmm. and the next, you would say that Davenport won because we were looking incredulously, but Armstead had to hold him to, to oh, keep wow. him out of the backfield. So today, look, Two edges off the right side. He just blew by his man and then a stunt. And he came up the middle basically untouched. And Taysom Hill had to run for his life. Actually, you know what? It was Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. Had to run for his life uh, to the right. And to be on that near sideline and to see Winston coming toward us and Marcus Davenport behind him like an absolute freight train. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would think if you're looking defensively, Marshawn Lattimore has had the best camp Mm -hmm. when you're talking about a specific defensive player, but it would be very hard to argue that Marcus Davenport is not either. I mean, you could actually debate that Mm. he is, he is playing very, very well. Now we'll watch him on Saturday against another team, Mm -hmm. but he is look, he's healthy. I think he's in the right frame of mind. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he knows that this is this is a huge year and a huge opportunity for him. And it's a contract year too. I mean, Yeah, it's true. Uh, you want to get paid? Yeah. Then you you've got to do what the Saints drafted you to do. And that's be a double digit sack guy because he's got the ability. He right. can absolutely do it. He's just got to do it. Yeah. But it this is out. it's been a very good start. 10 practices in. Yeah. We've seen a lot of them. I mean, I know he flashed every single day that I was out there, him and Peyton Turner. Peyton Turner have any nice plays on Monday as well, looking across the defensive line? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's holding his own. Uh, no, no, what you would call sacks. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's had a few sacks too in uh in camp, but no, he's solid. I mean, again, and we talked about this as well. What the Saints are doing drafting these prototype or bringing them in these right. six, 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 seven prototypes. Um, you talked about that play with, you know, when Turner pushed Kyle Murphy back into Ian Book, and mm-hmm. you mentioned about Jeff Ireland yep. and how this is the way they want to go. Uh, Tano Passigno fits that mold as well. Um, it, it's it's tough to block these guys with their leverage. So let's hope it continues. I just I really want to see him go against somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because I think Greenwich and uh, Murphy and and Hurst, I think they've had enough of uh, of number ninety two. Yeah. All right. Let's take a step back from the defensive line. Take a look at the linebackers. The Saints, of course, brought back Quan Alexander. There's yep. an acclimation period for him right now, but you still have these young linebackers out there. Any nice plays from these linebackers on Monday? Actually, yeah. Caden Ellis made a really nice play. Um, little swing pass out to Devontae Freeman and. You know, Carl Granderson, and we were talking about this, Carl Granderson, another defensive end and another prototype, 
yep. had jumped off sides, but kind of let it play out. Yeah. Little swing pass out to Freeman in the right flat. And Ellis made a really nice play. He poked it out of uh, Freeman's hand, scooped mm. it up, and, and ran it in for a touchdown. Now, would it have counted? I don't know. But Ellis thought it counted and basically <laughs> took the football and threw it up against the back wall. And boy, Devontae Freeman was not happy with himself whatsoever because sure. those type of things cannot happen if you're a running back. But uh, yeah, kudos to Caden Ellis. He made a really nice play right there. Gotta love that. And I know uh, many of the listeners and viewers of Locked on Saints will know that I'm always very excited when Caden Ellis' name uh, comes up. I'm a, a big fan of his and he's been on the show a couple of times. Very, very nice guy. So love to see the plays come out for him on the field. Uh, let's wrap up with the secondary, some coverage. I know uh, Bryce Thompson walking away with an interception yep, today. Yep. Anybody else standing out around that unit? Well, Deuce Wallace had a pick. Uh, the hey, rookie local. from Yep, the rookie from ULL. Um, he, uh, he inters... Oh, man, let me think. Oh, he got, did he get the pick on Ian Book? He picked off Ian Book in yeah. seven on seven. So as a matter of fact, this is something I did write in my column today. Not only did he have an interception on Ian Book, but on a punt drill, you had Bryce Thompson, who had that interception on Taysom Hill, mm -hmm. and they were blocking Lil Jordan Humphrey. Jordan, Lil Jordan was trying to get through the two blockers mm -hmm. on punt drill. So, I mean, Lil Jordan's fighting, fighting, and these two guys are blocking him down, down the field. And, you know, the play ends, and, and all of a sudden you think the play's over. And Deuce Wallace basically took Lil Jordan Humphrey and threw him down like a sack of potatoes. Oh and the entire sideline of white jerseys which is the defense mm -hmm. were going crazy <laughs> and uh and jd and i were like man these guys are really real that was that was at the point where we're going boy this is a really physical practice yeah. here going on today you know maybe a little bit more chippy than usual and that was just that was really a microcosm of the entire day on both sides of the ball that play but yeah uh, deuce wallace made uh made a couple of nice plays today along with bryce thompson who had the pick love it Lots of takeaways from this Monday practice as it moved indoors. Big thank you to Todd Graffinini at NT Graff on Twitter. Graff, we appreciate you coming through. Make sure you go and check out NewOrleansSaints.com as well and check out the uh, the pieces by Graff. They're always great over there following training camp. We appreciate you coming back. We'd love to have you again here soon, sir. Absolutely, Ross. Anytime, man. All right, Huda Nation, one more big thank you to Todd Graffinini for coming through at NT Graff on Twitter. Make sure you go and throw him a follow. Everything you need from the Pelicans, of course, your radio voice of the New Orleans Pelicans, but also contributing with the New Orleans Saints digital media. So great stuff coming from Todd, and we appreciate him coming through. He'll be back with us here shortly. Now, as we continue on throughout the week, going to ask more of my friends that same question. Who's going to get the start, Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston? You heard my reasoning. We'll see what other folks have to say as we continue on. And so I got to talk a little bit about Quan Alexander and quantifying the effect that he has on the New Orleans Saints defense. Yeah, I went there and you're still going to come back. Yeah, I know you're mad at me for the puns, but I hope that you'll still be here because we're here with you every single day here on Locked on Saints. Now that you're done here, make sure you go and make some money. Go and check out our good friends, your boy Q, as well as, of course, Lee Sterling over at the Locked on Bets podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And of course, we'll be back with you here tomorrow for everything in between, though. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them can trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.